Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 3.33 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with the Oilers in St. Louis. The Oilers taking on the Blues tonight at the Enterprise Center. Cam Moon's going to have the call of tonight's game. We'll also Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown will join us all on the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, Jack Michaels, Louis DeBrus, Gene Principe, I'll make an appearance as well on NHL Hockey and Rogers. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Who would you like right now? Right here, right now, text us at 780-496-0063. Realistic targets apply. Like, it's not like you're going to be able to go get Connor Bedard or Sidney Crosby. Of the potential names that are out there, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Who would you like to go get? Positionally speaking, I would suggest to you, I think at this stage, the game against Detroit, for me, reinforced the Oilers need to add up front. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Some guests in Oilers now receive good certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply serving a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. The 99th Roos Chris was opened at 9990 Jasper Avenue in a city where number 99 became famous. Uh, you might have heard of him, Wayne, from the Edmonton operation, who, by the way, very briefly played for the St. Louis Blues back in the game. Uh, Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Open up 4 o'clock on Oilers game days as well. You can tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Taft that Oilers now sent you. And I do want to mention to you, to, the team actually is going to stay tonight in St. Louis, fly tomorrow, or uh, practice tomorrow here in St. Louis, and then fly into Dallas. But the next time the Oilers go into Dallas, you can join New West Travel on an exclusive Oilers Now road trip into Big D in April to see the Oilers play the Stars. Of course, we sold out a road trip this year to Nashville to start the season. Had 60-plus, doubly sold out for Montreal halfway through the year. This new West Travel package includes airfare, four nights, deluxe hotel, great game tickets. We're going to do a reception in Edmonton, probably at Pub 1905, and uh, do one in... um, Dallas as well with yours truly. You can complete your trip with an upset, uh, an optional AT&T Stadium tour. You can take in a baseball game. Everything is bigger in Texas, including this road trip. It's about 70% sold out already. You can reach out to New West Travel today or visit them at newwesttravel.com. All right, let's get to our weekly conversation with former Edmonton Oiler player, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBras for GCL Diesel, providing genuine service 
genuine uh, diesel parts, service, and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. We never lie here. We never lie. We'll tell you. Uh, we pre-taped this conversation in the morning. Here's Louie. Louis, the Edmonton Oilers, basically on a seven-game road trip. They went back into Edmonton for one game, and uh, Connor McDavid went out and put up a sixth spot, including an unbelievable third period. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl said, welcome to the club, kid, because he had six assists against Ottawa a couple years ago. You ever just marvel? And, and you're, I mean, you were down at ice level for that broadcast, were you not? I mean, it's got to be yeah. something spectacular you, to watch. You can almost feel it kind of building, too, right? And when he had four, you go, yeah, he's probably not done. He gets his fifth, and I said, even on the air, I said, I don't think he's done yet again because every time he's on the ice he's buzzing and it's the kind of game that he can put together but especially the kind of period this team can put together and that third period is kind of really um, kind of a microcosm of what has made them successful in the last month and a half to two months they've really been able to focus and buckle down at the right time and shut teams down in the third period when it counts the most and going into that period again they had given up a two goal lead twice in the game but they came to play in the third period and found a way to win it and why they've been a successful team so it was nice to see them do that but to see him put six assists up, it's surprising that he hasn't done it before because of some of the huge games that he's had in the league. And I think now that he's tasted it, though, he's going to do it again. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it was a good. It's interesting. Uh, the order is number one in the league in expected goals for five on five. Detroit was 28th. Yeah. St. Louis is 30th. And yep. where I'm going with this is if you actually looked at the expected goals for in that game against Detroit, 2.75, five on five for Edmonton. They scored eight goals, Louis. It's, like, it's crazy. That's the underlying thing, too, in the game is that all eight goals were even strength. They didn't have a power play for, I think, the third time in just over a month, by the way, which is a little odd to me. But at the same time, this is a team that hasn't been reliant on that power play this year as much as they have in past years. I think it's part of the game plan. They want to be a better team, even strength. They understand they can't just rely on special teams to get the job done. They have to do it in different ways. But, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time now, Bob, you and I, but this is the evolution of this team. It's still a work in progress. Yes, they got into some bad habits, especially in the second period. I mean, I... I track me. Detroit I, was roaring up the ice. And they were giving up way too many outnumbered rushes. It was similar to the start of the year where they led the league and outnumbered rush chances against and then they dialed it in. Sometimes you need a little reminder of what makes you successful and quite frankly it's work. It's work and being disciplined and making the right plays, making sure you're above the puck and it takes discipline to do that on a nightly basis. This team is still learning that but good on them for figuring it out in the final 20 minutes and taking over that game. Uh, for GCL Diesel, Cam and Lauren and company, uh, hey, Louis DeBrusque is here. You mentioned the uh, power play numbers three times in, in how many games that they haven't had a power play? Yeah. I, I well, I got a stat for you. Yeah. The Edmonton Oilers are currently 30th. 30th in uh, power play time per game. 30th. There's only a couple teams worse than them, and, and that, guess who? Chicago and San Jose. So, I, I, I mean, maybe worse isn't the right stat. It seems odd that a team that would be number one in the National Hockey League and expected goals for five on five would be 30th in time on ice on the power play. Uh, doesn't surprise me at all. When you set a record for the best power play in history, I don't think refs want to give you a power play. I simply don't think they want to give an easy call against because they know it could cost a goal against. So they're looking for an absolute penalty, which they don't get the benefit of the doubt on the positive side of those calls anymore. So what you have to do is you have to create that by getting interior. You have to get to the middle. You have to drive and, and attack and challenge people one-on-one -on -one a little bit more. I, I find the times that Edmonton 
gets themselves in trouble is when they become a little bit perimeter and they don't want to attack to the inside. Once they attack to the inside, it's just a matter of time before a penalty is drawn. A stick infraction, a trip, a hold. Um, you create grade A chances, penalties will come. They didn't come against Detroit. You have to give them credit. I honestly don't remember one that was missed. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not sitting here saying the referee screwed Edmonton at all. I don't remember a glaring call that right. was missed. So they were very disciplined, and teams are also going to start doing that against Edmonton when you put up the power play they put last year and over and recent And they're third years. this year, too. I mean, and they're not even really hot. Like, but it's still a dynamic dangerous power play and teams respect that so they're going to play more discipline but I think at the same time and I'm, I don't have any problem saying this I don't think referees want to give them an easy power play because they know that it could have an impact on the game we're joined by Louis de Ross Bob Stauffer with you Oilers now Louis the Oilers based on morning skate today appear at least with their uh, a couple of lines to be uh, going with how they finished against the uh, Detroit Red Wings Dylan Holloway in particular playing right wing with uh, Evander Kane and Leon Dreisaitl you can make an argument some players need to speed up does Dylan Holloway does Dylan <laughs> yeah, Holloway yeah, need yeah, to, yeah. to maybe slow down said he does but you love that energy you love the speed and I think right now he's just really excited you, you can see the excitement of this kid when he's playing on the ice he's had a real tough go he's had some injuries at untimely situations for him when he was just starting to get a season rolling two years in a row now he's starting to take some strides once again there is a control factor there that needs to be in place for him going forward but I love that energy I love the fact that he's physical what a goal he scored though the other night. I mean, to dive and poke that one home, win the battle against and the Brinkett. And, 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 but here's the thing. On, on the 600th uh, assist of Connor McDavid's career, pretty incredible. So um, congratulations to him in that regard. And it was a big goal for the team. Got them sparked, got them going. And good on him for working hard enough to get elevated up the lineup. Because it's something that's been difficult for him to do throughout his career. And see if he grabs that opportunity. Louis, hockey's a crazy game. The Oilers go 40 for 41 on the penalty kill. They're just two yeah. for their last seven. They've given up five goals uh, to opposition power plays mm-hmm. over the last three games. Any theory as to why? Well, I think some really nice plays. I think you look at um, Chicago, sorry, um, Detroit, obviously. I'm thinking Patrick Kane, Chicago. And to bring it. A little bit of a slip. But, you know, those were great plays. Those are world-class players making world-class plays. And sometimes they are going to expose a penalty kill. The Oilers do it all the time when we talk about the power play. We don't talk about how bad a penalty killing is. These are elite offensive players that are paid to put points on the board. They are going to find a way eventually, and especially if you are taking penalties and you're giving them opportunities. So um, Edmonton could be a little bit more disciplined, I think. They do take some stick infractions. I didn't like the timing of both penalties in that game. The one by Dreisaitl, it was an undisciplined penalty. It was a little bit of a reaction. He's been known to do that. Yeah, he had a goal and they were up to nothing, but it gave them life. And I think the Gagne one too at the time, just it's again another two-goal lead where you have that buffer, don't give a team life. You learn from those experiences, and I think that uh, the schedule, coming back for the one, the grind that's been in the 16 game, the eight game win streak before that, you start to again find some bad habits creeping back in your game. I I don't know this, but I would, I would wager a lot that they had a conversation about that being disciplined at the right times, and I expect them to be that moving forward. For GCLD as a Louis DeBrus, we have two more questions for Louis. Drew Bannister. You yeah. have, you have yeah. history for Drew. Yep. Can you name the trades that brought him in oh, and took him out? I can't. You know what? I, the, you got to remember, that was my sixth year in Edmonton. It was a revolving door, Bob. The fact that I lasted six, only Slatsy liked me. That's the only reason why I was on that <laughs> team for six years. And to be honest with you, um, I play, that's why I know so many people in the league from that generation because a lot of them came through Edmonton and went elsewhere. So but, it's uh, uh, Jeff Norton for yeah, Drew Bannister. There you go. And then yep, Drew, that makes sense because I played with Jeff 
the next year in Tampa. And then yep. Drew Bannister for Bobby Dulles. There, there you go. go. Okay, so you know tell what? Me about well, Drew, Drew you know, Drew's a competitor, too. The thing I liked about Drew... Um, you know, obviously has a quick wit. You heard him up there in his press conference. Good speaker. Had a great eye for the game, as he still does. Obviously, a great coach. And uh, congratulations to him on getting elevation. But the thing was, he had that competitive spirit, which most, most guys do in the league. But some guys have a little extra. He was a really intense guy. He played hard. He came prepared to play. He wasn't the biggest guy, as you can see. He was a lean guy, but he wasn't afraid to step up and battle bigger guys. And you pick that out right away when you play with players. You know the guys that are going to go out there and... You never have to worry about the fact they're going to have your back in situations. He was one of those guys and, you know, didn't play a ton in the NHL, had to really work his way up and down. But those guys sometimes are, in my opinion, the most intense guys because they understand the chances that are coming. Um, they don't ever take it for granted. He certainly never did, and you hear him talk about it now. He cherished every single moment he was in the NHL and playing this game, and he cherishes every moment that he's a head coach. And it seems like, from what I've talked about, some of the young players in that St. Louis room that I spoke with this morning, um, he has a real good rapport with probably half the team from coaching them down in the American Hockey League, and that always helps, I think, with when you first start out to have that impact with Perry so they know exactly what to expect from him. So I wish him nothing but the best. All right, final one for you. We have Jake Neighbors coming up after yeah. you, uh, part of a very good Edmonton Oil Kings team. Yeah. Uh, at one time, they had like four first-round picks on that team. Caden Gooley playing in Montreal. We're going to see Dylan Gunther on this road trip. Yeah. Sebastian Kosa percolating in the Detroit organization. No surprise Jake is here. Is there a surprise he's got 18 goals? Yes and no. I mean, I think when he's a gamer. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way you can really describe him. This kid's a gamer, and he's been a gamer since he was in junior. I remember hearing stories about him, and I don't follow the junior as much as you do, Bob, but I know that his name around town, like this neighbor's kid, you know, he's feisty, he's grind, he's not afraid to step up, grab guys a lot bigger, he's in the trenches, he's on the interior. You heard what Drew Bannister talked about in, in his press conference this morning about the confidence they needed to rebuild with this team after taking over, and the one thing he said was play more direct, get to the interior. A lot of coaches talk that way because that's where you win hockey games. Jake Neighbors, if you look He's at the goals, no you look at the goals he's scoring. He's scoring from the inside. He he is bashing like in goals. Yeah, good good comparison. He drives to the net. He drags guys into the fight, and every once in a while, he drops those gloves against much bigger guys. I love the kid. He's just one of those throwback kids that uh, is not afraid to have the grind, and he's having a terrific year with 18 goals so far. Okay. There we go. Uh, that is Louis DeBrusque, uh, courtesy of GCL Diesel. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. We're live at the Enterprise Center. It's 447 in Edmonton. We'll come back with Jake Neighbors and get to Oilers Now trivia uh, for our friends at Pro-Am Sports. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 351 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the Oilers Now Injury Report. Bob Stoffer joining you from the Enterprise Center, St. Louis, Missouri. The Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, in my opinion, the best Golden Bear football player produced in the last 50 years, uh, would go on be a multiple-time CFL All-Star safety. Uh, of course, won a great cup in the 93, then named Edmonton Eskimos. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown and Lawyers. Uh, it's this simple. They're the best. they got 250-plus years of experience, and they get you the most uh, and best results. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. The orders are completely healthy. 
Sam Gagne is a healthy scratch for tonight's game. Justin Falk is out with a lower body issue, and so too is Scott Perinovich. Uh, so two of the options on defense not there for the St. Louis Blues tonight. Uh, we asked you if you could name one or two players. Who would you target uh, in terms of free agency, or not free agency, but the trade deadline? Again, you have to be realistic. Uh, Tyler has texted us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. He says, number one, connecting, number two, Dowd, number three, Tanev. Two forwards with term left and a rental right shot. Yep, great. I got to tell you, I'm not convinced Chris Tanev is demonstratively better, uh, demonstrably better than the Edmonton Oilers' Cody Ceci. Ceci makes 3.25, Tanev makes 4.5. I'd say to you maybe a couple years ago, Tanev was better. I don't know if he's better anymore. And Cody Ceci's a consistent, you know, sort of plus 10 plus performer each season. Uh, Tyler's text, that's an awesome text, and we're entering it in for the text of the week draw where winners receive three months of washes at my favorite car wash, Great White Car Wash, 100. 04 169th Street. Stay tuned for our weekly winner each Friday. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Some guests and winners now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. All right, we go to our Oilers now headliner today. He is a former Edmonton Oil King. He's Blues forward Jake Neighbors. And he, our Oilers now headliner brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Trenton, uh, Trevor, and the gang at uh, Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's There you go, Wil- Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, I'm having fun with you with Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Here's Jake Neighbors. Jake, you're having a pretty good offensive uh, campaign. Just a thought on uh, what's gone well for you here in your second uh, full NHL season. Yeah, I think I just found myself um, a lot around the net and kind of grabbing a net front roll. And, um, you know, obviously when you're playing with elite players like I am, it, it helps a lot. Playing with those guys on the first power play is, uh, you know, makes my job pretty easy. And then, um, you know, obviously playing with a guy like Braden Shen for most of the year, um, you know, we've formed some pretty good chemistry and, and had some success. So I think I owe a lot of it to, you know, my line mates and guys around me. And they've kind of had Braden part and parcel with you the last couple of years, haven't they? Just helped you out a little bit. Yeah, uh, right when I came into the organization, Braden was the first call I got and, um, you know, moved into his house during COVID and, um, you know, spent a couple of training camps, uh, you know, in his house with his family. And so we've came pretty close, pretty good friends now, I, I'd like to think, and, um, you know, close to his family as well. So he's had a big impact on my early career. Uh, agents will tell you, you never go wrong with the guy that comes from a place that starts with the letter S. Saskatoon, you know, Saskatchewan and Sweden, right? Like, Swedes are usually really, like, you know what I mean? But uh, there's a degree of truth to that. Is there a bit of a Western Canadian thing, WHL thing going on as well there? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, when you, you kind of come from the same roots, I have a lot of family from Saskatoon. We know a lot of the same people. So, you know, it makes it easy to connect and, and kind of relate on a lot of things. So I think, obviously, that's a, another reason why we're pretty close. You were part of a, a really good uh, junior team. In fairness, you might have been robbed because I think had you had a chance to play for Memorial Cup in 21, you might have had a deeper team than you had in 22. So just uh, yeah, you keep an eye on what's going on with the likes, uh, you know, Caden Gooley and some of those other guys that were a part of your team. Absolutely, yeah. We still stay in touch quite quite frequently. And, um, you know, like you said, we had a really good team for a lot of years there. And COVID kind of, 
you know, robbed us from getting a look at playoffs two years in a row. And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, we got the job done. We won a championship, got to play in a Memorial Cup, and, um, you know, loved my time with the Edmonton Oil Kings and, and still keep in touch with a lot of players from that team and, and staff members and coaches. So um, it was a pretty special uh, time in my life and my career, and, um, you know, I loved every second of it. Bob Stoffer here with you on the winners. Now, Jake, tell me this. Uh, what's been the biggest adjustment for you transitioning from a, a player of the WHL to the National Hockey League? Yeah, I think just, you know, the strength and the skill of all the players around you. I think, obviously, you're playing with guys that are, you know, 10, 12 years older than you, and, um, you know, they're strong, and they're smart, savvy veterans, and um, I think just trying to find a way to, to work around that kind of stuff, and, um, you know, I think early on, a lot of it was confidence and, and just believing in my abilities and knowing that I can play at this level, so, um, you know, I think, obviously, this year has gave me a little bit more confidence and uh, more ice time, more opportunity, and, um, you know, that's been the biggest thing. You're playing your third game in four nights in Toronto. You guys had you didn't have a lot of juice in that game. Tonight, Connor McDavid and, and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, just a, a thought on matching up against uh, the world's best player. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge, obviously. Um, I don't think there's a way of stopping him, but there's maybe a way of containing him and, um, you know, trying to keep him to the outside as much as we can, but, um, you know, he's obviously the best in the world for a reason. He's going to get his looks, and for us, we just got to be skating and, um, you know, try and make him defend as much as we can and, and try and keep him, uh, you know, out of free space and, and make it as hard on him as we can. Former Edmonton Oil King Jake Neighbors, first-round pick. It was a good one for the Blues, 26 overall in 2020. Hmm, first-round picks. Eh, we'll get to that in a second. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. This text comes in uh, from Roland, and he says, Bob, if I was to look at a couple players, I would look at Shane Pinto and Vladimir Tarasenko. I said, name a guy who might be the perfect fit by a trade deadline for the Oilers. Uh, Doug says, Boone Jenner is a perfect fit. Two years left, send them Broberg. Don't see that happening. Uh, Do have a lot of time, like many. Uh, for Boone Jenner. Andy says, Bob, I think we should take a run at Colton Pareko. Well, I think if you talk to the people around the Blues organization, uh, they would be loath to trade the St. Albert product. Uh, Robin West Edmonton says, Bob, what about Brandon Duhame from Minnesota? That's a, that's a possibility. Uh, he's a physical guy. Uh, this text comes in, Bob, what about Barrett Banoff and Blackwood for Fogel of first, Campbell and Borgo? So you're you're wanting to get out of the money on uh, Jack Campbell. I don't see St. Louis or San Jose doing that deal. Um, Bob, Jake Gunsel, but the issue is going to be the futures and the unlikely ability to re-sign him. And uh, you'd want to put him on the power play to full value. Well, the oldest power play is pretty good. All of those are good comment. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. And Klima's lid out of Chilliwack uh, says, Bob, the order should be looking uh, in case there's an injury to Stuart Skinner at Mackenzie Blackwood, Lindgren, or uh, Vemelka, who is currently with the Arizona Coyotes. All right, keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Some good suggestions there. We're going to go to Oilers Now Trivia. It's brought to you all season long by Pro-Am Sports. Fan cave and fan gear specialists for all budgets. All correct answers. Enter to win a signed Dylan Holloway jersey. You can check out ProAmSports.ca. Visit them at the store, 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. That's ProAmSports.ca. And our question, and it pertains to first-round picks of the Edmonton Oil Kings in 21-22. There are currently two other First-round picks, Jake Neighbors is one of them. Two other on top of Neighbors that are playing in the National Hockey League. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Who are the two other players that were with the Oil Kings the year they won the WHL title 
that are in the NHL. There was actually three more first-round picks, but one guy plays a position where it takes longer for guys to make it. Name the two players, one forward, one defenseman uh, in the National Hockey League that were uh, like Jake Neighbor's first-round draft choices. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update. Randy Kilburn back with uh, Hockey Night in Canada's Ron McLean when we return.